Welcome travel lovers, welcome vacation cravers, welcome happy seekers, welcome home to happy travel. My name is Mike Darling, I'm the co-founder of the company, and I'm joined by Montana Loudon, who's our chief happiness officer, as well as the host of the podcast, Mind, Body, and Soul. So welcome everybody to the Happy Travel Podcast. Hi everybody. So today we're going to dive into happy science a little bit further. There are so many ways that travel benefits you. But today we're going to focus specifically on elevated happiness. Yeah, and you know, there is a really cool study out there on this that um, actually a lot of the articles on a lot of the other uh, things you see out there about travel and happiness kind of refer back to this study. Um, it's actually at, at Cornell University. And this is something that was done by, uh, it was published by uh, Travis Carter, uh, PhD, along with uh, Professor of Psychology, Thomas Gilovich. Uh, in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. It was actually uh, funded by the National Science Foundation. So, I mean, this is a real study. They did a lot of work on this. Very cool, um, yeah. And did a bunch of things. So, w basically, the, the, the headliner, and I'm actually, um, you can find, by the way, we've said this before, you can find all of this stuff on the Happy Travel website at happytravel.com slash happy science, or just go to the Happy Travel website. Up in the top, you'll see a link for happy science. We've got links to all these articles, all these studies, all this cool stuff is here. Um, I'm actually reading from the Cornell Chronicle, an article about the study, uh, and the headline is this, Glee from buying objects wanes while the joy of buying experiences keeps growing. Very true. Right? <laughs> I agree. And, and so here's the thing. I mean, before we even dive into this, you know, it's kind of easy to sit back and say, come on, guys, we know that, that traveling makes you happy. Like, just, just leave it alone. But it's more than that. There's actually science behind this. Why does it make us happy? And, and more importantly, why does it make us happier than buying these material possessions, right? And so uh, satisfaction from buying things like, like uh, vacations and experiences, even uh, you know, a dining experience, is just going to have a more lasting effect on you than buying a possession. And that's what this, this study actually found. Um, and so, for example, one of the things that uh, was, was actually cited here by Gilovich is, is saying that you know when you buy a new material purchase, it makes us happy initially, but very quickly we adapt to it, and it doesn't bring us that much joy. You could argue, says Gilovich, that this kind of adaptation is sort of an enemy of happiness. Think about that. Yeah. Adaptation is an enemy of happiness because other kinds of experience uh, expenditures, such as experiential purchases, don't seem subject to adaptation. No. It's actually fascinating, right? Because in the moment, like I can say, okay, I love my handbags and I love these things, but quickly that goes away. Right, and, and it's, it's an interesting thing. When you, when you look at what's he talking about with adaptation, it's the idea, take, take that handbag, mm -hmm. right? So you buy that handbag and I've seen it bring you joy. <laughs> uh, that it, it does. It brings you joy. So you can't say that it didn't make you happy. For sure. Um, and even now, say pick a bag that maybe you've had for many years, you know, it still makes it's you still, happy, absolutely. right? Yep. When you use it or whatever, you're still kind of happy. But but you're not like waking up each day thinking about it. No, for sure. And, and that's very you, true. And when even when you think about it, it's not like it like fills your heart with warmth and happiness. It's just kind of it's a cool bag that you like, but it's not like filling you up and fulfilling you, right? Right. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Well, one of the things he talks about with adaptation is that it's because you get used to it, right? You right. Get over used time. To it. Yeah. Or that new car, that brand new car that somebody you, you buy, you know, you can't wait to get in the car, right? You like can't wait to drive it. You're like looking for reasons to like go to the store, looking for excuses to do it. You new car smell, whatever it is, you love that, but you get used to it. So fast forward a couple weeks, a few months, a yep. few years, all of a sudden, even if the car was kept in perfect condition, 
you've become you've adapted to the right, car right absolutely right? so yeah. you've become yeah. used to it whereas what this study is saying is that that's not the case or to a lesser extent that's the case when it comes to experiences right so when you think back on what think pick a, a an awesome vacation like a bucket list vacation that we took well norway norway was norway. by far probably the most extraordinary trips it, i've been on I, it, and i've traveled was, all the world and that was amazing that was amazing in fact guys i got to tell you this Montana went to Norway with me, not just to like go to Norway, but I got her to go on an ice hotel tour. We literally went to multiple ice hotels that you sleep in. <laughs> and it was the greatest. I won't lie. It was a little freezing. Yeah, it, it <laughs> but, was. But well, it was the coolest, hence the, hence, great experience. Hence the ice. I mean, it, 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 exactly. It, it's going to happen. So, <laughs> but we did other things, and we did all this awesome stuff on that trip. And so, look, just right now, just thinking about it, it, it it's amazing, right? So it immediately brings joy right back up. Every single time we think about it, it, it actually brings. What would you say? It just it just gets you oh, excited. Excited, excited. Yeah, it was. Um... The before, the middle, and the after, and still to this day, right. I recall all these exciting adventures we had. Right, and we don't adapt to it. Never, that, never. That's the key, the adaptation that this study is showing that happens with, with physical material possessions doesn't happen, or it happens to much lesser extent when it comes to experiences and vacations. So meaning they stay with you longer. Well, and I feel that the excitement of that trip has not gone away, truly. Like when people ask me about it, I just light up. Because again, like you're saying that, you know, adapting is with, you know, those physical things, but the travels and the adventures we've taken, you don't adapt. It just keeps, it's still as exciting as yesterday. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's, it's like, you know, when you ask people, you know, about some of their, their best childhood memories, so often they'll talk about travel, mm -hmm. right? They'll talk about, you know, it, it didn't have to be some bucket list trip. It could literally be that they went to their, you know, aunt uncle's house and played in the mud out in the ditch and they just really- It's just a really great memory yeah. that they had right. from doing something in their life. Right, and see those those memories are unique to them. Completely unique. Yeah, absolutely. No, and that's what's so cool. Again, it's unique to everyone. It could be the biggest trip, the smallest trip. It's so unique and that's what's so cool. It can be any, any adventure, any trip you take. And, and that actually brings me to the second kind of big point that they were making in this, in this study. So I'm gonna quote again from Gilovich here. He says, imagine you buy a flat, a flat panel TV. Okay, you got this awesome new flat panel TV. You come to my house and I have a bigger TV with a clearer picture than yours. <laughs> You're all bummed out. But suppose you go on vacation to the Caribbean. You find out that I've done the same and mine sounds like a better trip than yours. It might bother you a little bit, but not nearly to the same degree because you have your memories, your idiosyncratic connection to the Caribbean that makes it your vacation. That makes it less comparable to mine, hence your enjoyment isn't undermined as much. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's mm -hmm. another part of this, right, is, is not just kind of the adaptation part, but the fact that our trip to Norway is our trip to Norway. No one can ever take that exact trip and have the exact experiences that we had. It's unique and individual to us. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we did things that people were with, you know, not just the places we went, or just the actual experience, the, the weather mm -hmm. on a particular mm -hmm. day, mm -hmm. the, you know, the temperature, all of those things are unique to us. So, I mean, for example, there's no doubt that, that someone with like massive amounts of money could go to Norway and, and have a, a more luxurious trip than even what we did. Mm -hmm. right? they, could, I mean, sure. they could spend millions of dollars and go have a different experience. But 
I mean, that wouldn't change my feeling about that trip. It doesn't mean, mean it's better for them or better for us. It's just individual. It's unique. Yeah. It's unique. And, yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't take away from the experience and the joy and the memory that we have, even if somebody else were to take the exact same trip and even do the exact same things. In fact, we would relate to them, but their experience would be totally their own. Right. Yep, exactly. And, and so would ours. And so I think it's, it's fascinating because... Again, it's easy to say, oh, of course, you know, travel makes you happy. But but this is this really gets into the root of why, mm -hmm. right? The science yeah. of why why are these things sticking with us longer? Because ultimately, yes, you can reward yourself with a trip. Yes, you can let yourself feel good about going on a trip. Go ahead and do it. What are you waiting yeah. for? Right? Yeah. And so, you know, for example, there there was part of the study they said where they they had um, they would bring in volunteers and they would set things out on the table. And so they had a bag of potato chips sitting there that the person was going to be able to eat. And then next to it, they had a chocolate bar sitting there. But the volunteers were told that they could eat the chips, but that the chocolate bar was going to be for someone else. Okay. And so obviously that's going to create a certain emotion in someone right. when they do that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Then in another group, they gave people a small, like a physical gift. Okay. They gave them a small physical gift, but right next to it was a much better physical gift that they were told was gonna to be given to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And when they interviewed the participants, those people who were getting the small physical gift, they, they felt less satisfaction they, you know, because they, they could that see yeah. that that other gift mm -hmm. was gonna to go to somebody else. Relative to the people with the potato chips, they, they didn't have that same feeling because like, they were still happy because they got to enjoy the, the potato chip. Right. They <laughs> ate it. So the fact that the other people were getting the chocolate bar you know, it didn't bother them as much because Fascinating. They, it was yeah. experiential. They were having that experience mm -hmm. and they got to keep that. Well, that's a little micro way of looking at it. But when you apply that to, to vacations and to traveling, it really is kind of validating that, that the prescription for travel is real. And it makes total sense. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it makes total sense. So the next time you want to take a trip, <laughs> the next time you want to go somewhere, you better just go ahead and do it. Or if you have the choice between choosing to do that and buying a physical possession, you should really think about it, right? Really yeah, because you will have that for the rest of your life, these memories. And the excitement and the joy, um, the passion, the people you met along the way, there's so much to that trip versus just buying a piece of something. Right, it sticks with you longer. So, yeah. so it's like most people don't remember exactly what car they were driving, let's say, it depends on your age, of course. But let's say, you know, 25 years ago, what were you driving? You know, most people don't remember off the top of their head. Or how you felt. Or how you felt. You know what I'm saying? But that that's what the whole point of traveling is when you, like when we think to this day, we went in 2020 to Norway. And if you bring up an adventure or something we did, I just grin ear to ear and I get all excited. And I remember every moment of every point of time of that, you know, snowmobile or whatever we had done versus the car that I, you know, drove at 15. And it may have been exciting in the moment, but right. see the difference in, you know. No, exactly. And, and most people would have to really like think a minute to try to remember <laughs> what car they drove mm -hmm, 20 years mm -hmm, ago, whatever mm -hmm. it was, versus a trip, like a trip that you took at that same period of time. If, if somebody asks you, hey, do you remember that trip to the Bahamas? They immediately, it's like mm -hmm. it's like a trance. They like fall right back into it. And if you get somebody talking about a trip, they're immediately like transported back to that. Absolutely. And they can remember sure. so much detail. Maybe not every little thing, but that's because it sticks with you. That happiness, mm -hmm. you have a connection mm -hmm. to that that can't be taken away from you because it doesn't, it, you, you don't adapt to it. Yep. 
and because nobody else can have the exact same experience as you. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of profound when you really think about what that can do to you <laughs> and what that brings to you. Absolutely. So what, I mean, what is the value of elevated happiness? It's worth everything. I right? mean, it's just, it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. I mean, so, if you're, if you're not happy in life, you know, what would, you know, what would you do? What would you pay? What would you, to be happy? Well, this is one way that can absolutely elevate your happiness, not just in the act of taking the trip, but kind of, as we've talked about before, the lead up, Mm-hmm. The anticipation, yep. Yep. the joy that it brings planning it, taking it, of course. But then this study, this thing yeah. showing that after this for, for years and years and years, this is going to be something that you can tap into that brings you happiness right back. For so, so long. And we all can use, you know, who can say, oh, I don't need more happy in my life. No, That's everybody right. needs more happy everybody in their life. Everybody needs more happy Everyone. I don't care if you're the happiest person in the world. You can do with more happiness. That's it. So... <laughs> Look, book the trip, take the trip, remember the trip, enjoy the trip, have fun, (laughs) be happy. What are you waiting for? I know, right? I'm on board. Let's go somewhere. (laughs) That's going to be it for us today. Uh, We hope you guys will tune in next week. Be happy. Book a trip. Ciao for now.